25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Go scatter the west, right, tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up? Hey, everybody. Monday, Monday. Da, da, da. Okay, that's enough. That's enough singing. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt. Great to be with you, as always, in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio, sitting across from Roger. <laughs> we got to get you another Monday song so you can are change there, it. How about see. Manic Monday? Just another Manic, Manic Monday. Yeah. yeah, I know that song. Yeah. Par- portions of it. Um, At one point in my radio career. Were you a DJ? No. No, I was not You good said enough. that a little too quickly. But... <laughs> There was uh, this, I don't know what, I was trying to come up with something and looking at songs for days of the week. You know, you've got Tuesdays, Gone with the Wind. There's another Tuesday song out there uh, or two. Wednesday, it seems like there's a Wednesday song. you got Friday, obviously. Oh, yeah. Lots of songs. The George Jones one, that's the one you're talking about. Yes, Finally finally Friday. Friday. Lots of songs with Saturday and Sunday. There are almost no Thursday songs. There are almost zero Thursday songs. Like, if you get off on Thursday, that's something special, you know. Yeah, exactly. Friday early, maybe, but you get off <laughs> Thursday and Friday. Right. I mean, it's just there's nothing about Thursday out there <laughs> that I know of. We don't have to worry about it, though, because it's Monday. It's a Reaction Monday. State punched its ticket to Omaha again, now two times in a row. Ole Miss has a chance to do the same thing against Arkansas today, and I think Ole Miss actually has a big advantage with their bats and the way they are swinging it and – um as confident as they are, they've been one of the best offenses in the country here in the in the uh, in the postseason. You look at the SEC tournament. You look at um, the regional in Oxford last week. You look at what they did yesterday. Just exploded against Arkansas. I think they got a great chance because whoever Arkansas's number three is is going to have his hands absolutely full trying to limit Ole Miss's bats today. And Ole Miss has got uh, Hoagland, Gunner Hoagland who was a – do I have that name right? Yeah, who was a first-round pick. And I, I just think Ole Miss has the advantage. So I said it last week. We're going to have two teams in Omaha this year. I'm one for one for one so far. We're trying to make it two for two. All right, so here's the deal. Plenty of phone calls to get to. Um, you can text the show 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, speaking of Divinity, Jonathan's going to come by a little bit later. I'm in Jackson. I always enjoy catching up with him, so we're going to get him in the studio. Um, I think they were trying to go to the game. I don't know if they ever found some tickets, but they were trying to go, so we'll talk about that. But on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 
That's where you can give me a call. I'd love to hear your voice today. Eight eight. I'm sorry. N- let me start over. Nine nine five one zero five nine. That's the number to call. We're live. Give me a shout. Nine nine five one zero five nine. It is a six zero one area code. First up, Jay, listening all the way in Baltimore, Maryland, via Clinton, Mississippi. What's up, Jay? Well, Matt, there was certainly some restlessness going into the weekend with the impending weather and the uncertainty of JT again. But, wow, what a weekend it was. I think the storylines seem to be endless with McNamee and uh, Mangum. But you just can't say enough about the performance, the pitching performance of Ethan Small and Peyton Plumley. I think that Ethan Small would have probably admit that he just didn't have the snap in the in the pitches this weekend, but wow, did he was he a crafty lefty and Peyton Plumley giving up the first the home run to the first batter and just uh, was unbelievable throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just what an amazing weekend. Yeah, you know, and Jay, you you touched on a couple things in that first game for Ethan Small. You're right; <clears throat> he didn't necessarily in any way have a bad outing. It was just different. You know, like the 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 strike zone was a little hairy. I felt like for you know for both teams throughout most of that game and that game with um, that first game of the Super Regional. And what I saw is Ethan Small uh, earlier in the game than he did in some of the other starts this year started to go ahead and adjust and begin to win with the off speed stuff. But you know just. It's just a guy that just figures out how to strike you out. He just he's so good. And and at the end of the night, you look up, he's over a hundred pitches. He's just an Ethan Small outing, eight strikeouts. He gave up what five hits and all of them were singles, I think, in his start. And then there's just not enough adjectives to describe how good against that Stanford lineup and their ability to hit home runs. And they showed you on the first at bat of the game. His ability to just shut him down after that gives up a leadoff home run to the first guy he faces, and then just shut them down the rest of the way and dialed it in. I couldn't be more impressed with him. Are you talking about two guys who are older? Gordon, an older guy. Skelton, an older guy. McNamee, senior. Mangum, an old guy. You can't say enough about what experience does for you either. And they put it on display last night. They really did. They sure did, and the fact that we just said JT getting in throw one pitch, and we're heading to Omaha is pretty impressive. It's so I did have a quick question for you. I'm sorry, I, I just, had a quick question for you. So I had the opportunity to listen to Charlie and Bart's uh, podcast last week, and of course, just like their broadcast, it was entertaining and informative. Yeah, they did. But those a great guys job. were really talking a lot about Coach Lamontis' first year and some of the decisions that he's made throughout the year. So. You know, I think it's a good time, even though we have some baseball left to be played, to really kind of evaluate and give Coach Lamontis a grade. Now, I have my thoughts, and I'm curious, uh, is it an A-plus? Is it an A? Uh, what would Professor Wyatt give to the Bulldog <laughs> Skiffer for his, uh, his season? Uh, well, and again, make no mistake about it, he was handed the keys to a Cadillac, but uh, yeah. I think some of the decisions he's made, uh, it, it's, I think it's an A-plus for me. Jay, Here's what I would do is at this point go, it's an A because you want that A plus to be you go win a national championship because frankly they have a team that is capable of doing that. Um and, and that's just I'm not that's not me like looking for a way to to, to be lofty or, or or haughty in any way about it. I, I'm just saying like if I'm a coach or if I'm on the team as a player, that's the way I would look at it. 
is you don't get an A plus unless you, you know, kind of nail your potential. Well, their potential is as a national champion. So that's what I would say. But an A, let me tell you something. Yes, because the the three things that one, two, three that I would point to and I would start my case for um you know giving Chris Lamonis that A. I mean, obviously look at him. I mean the records, the numbers. He just won more games in the first year as a head coach than anybody else ever has in the SEC. That takes players, all that kind of stuff. But I look at, number one, the flexibility during the course of the year when you're on track to do big things to make some very crucial changes, to move Justin Foscue from third over to second base, to let the competition play out at third base, and it winds up with Marshall Gilbert, the guy who has earned it. Look what he did. He made some errors this weekend. But then he made up for it at the plate. And, you know, there are a lot of coaches who wouldn't have the – they're not malleable enough in that situation to make those changes because they're afraid of the consequences. And he never was. The the flexibility, you know, during the year to elevate Peyton Plumley. We forget that Plumley did not begin the year as a weekend starter. It was Keegan James. But throughout the year, here comes Plumlee just getting people out right and left. And what did he do? He put him in there in a weekend, and boy, has that ever paid off. So flexibility to make decisions, that is, that's, that's a very hard thing to do during the course of the season. I have so much respect for that. And then the other thing I would point to is look at the improvement. You know, to, to me, it is – like you can't argue that Dustin Skelton, I know, yeah, players get better as they get older. Dustin Skelton is an entirely different player than he ever has been in his career to this point. The improvement for that guy from last year to this year, I mean, it's the same face with the same jersey number and the name on the back, but that's it. This is a whole different player. And I agree. I I don't think there's anybody on the team right now I feel more comfortable in a big moment than, than Dustin Skelton. I, I think it was maybe Foscue, but at the moment, wow, he is just playing amazing. Yeah, he is. And, you, you know, I look at, again, I mentioned, you know, Gilbert. Gilbert's a big part of what they're doing here on the back end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's two for four last night. He's batting 317 in the nine hole. Okay. And, you know, his improvement at the plate. Um, I look at Josh Hatcher. You know, when. He was not counted on at the beginning of the year, but he just got better and better and better throughout the year. But throughout the lineup, top to bottom, they all had better at bats consistently than they did a year ago. You know, so he improved that baseball team. There's no question about it. Hey, I appreciate your call, Jay. All right. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Walton on the Divinity Equipment phone listening and Brandon, what's up? Hey Matt, good morning. Good morning. Last night was my first – I did not go last year when they were doing the partial rebuild. Last night was my first game at Duty Noble Field. The new dude. What a first game to ever go to. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you that, what, no doubt. That, that place is rocking. I, I, I'm just going to reiterate what other people say when they leave that place. There is no other place like that in college baseball where you – the experience you get is unbelievable. And the reason I'm saying this is there's people out there listening that were like me that just just never made it. Next year, 
when the new dude opens up again for baseball season, you have to go check this place out. It is top-notch. It is unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, it, it didn't help, you know, that McNamee just happens to hit a, you know, hit the homer and, and Jay gets his final fitting hit. But it was just incredible. So hats off to John Cohen and our staff and the, and the staff before that, you know, that got this thing in, the, in motion. Walton, it's, uh, um, it's I was – I was on campus this okay, so let me let me get my year right. I guess this would have been two thousand sixteen, probably maybe in the fall. You know, during football season I'm always on campus. It seems like every week, press conferences, doing other different things. And so you go way back to when Scott Strickland was still the A D and I was in the Bryan building doing some different things and at one point, uh Scott Strickland, he stepped out in the hallway and he goes, Hey Matt, you know, come this come over here. I said, hey, what's up? He goes, you got five minutes, ten minutes? I said, yeah, I sure do. He said, we need somebody who will just look at something for us and just give us like a first-glance reaction to it. I said, okay, fine. So he pulls me into the conference room in the Bryan building, and when we go in there, Scott's got just a couple of other people with him. I think Bo Hemphill, who was one of the associate ADs, and maybe one other person. Uh, it might have been Stephen Foshi from uh, the Bulldog Club. But anyway, it was Scott and two others. They close the door. We're in the conference room, and they point up to the board. They turn on a projector, and boom, up pops the renderings for wow. the renovation to Duty Noble Field. And I look at it, and, and Scott just says, okay, I want you to just look at this. And I'm going to show you a couple of slides and just glance at it. And just give me your most honest reaction to it. And so he flipped through, and I went, you know, my first reaction, I said, well, you know, my first reaction is um, it it looks like an entirely new place. It doesn't look like the same place. And he goes, yeah, that's basically what it's going to be. It would be, this is a rendering, so it would be a teardown and a complete rebuild instead of a renovation. I said, okay, all right. So I nailed that part of it. He goes, what do you think the reaction will be if these were to be out there in the public, you know, people see those. And I said, well, I, I think the reaction is going to be number one from state fans are going to look at it and go, it's incredible. Like, can you really build that here? It's going to be just slightly unbelievable. And people are going to kind of wonder what it's going to cost and that kind of thing. He goes, yeah, okay. So we kind of gauge that. And I said, and then other people are going to look at it and go, they're not building that. Those are just renderings because it looks like something you know, a little too extraordinary. And he thanked me. He said, okay, I appreciate it. That's what I wanted was just your reaction to it. And then it was maybe less than a year later, boom, the renderings were out there. And and then we that's kind of the reaction we got. I tell you that to say that was my first time to, like, lay eyes on the idea of what the ballpark was going to become or what it was going to look like and be when it was done. And on first glance, just looking at renderings, my reaction to it was, I, I didn't know that was really possible out there. Are you really going to spend all that to build that for baseball? And I'm and and now here we sit after watching that atmosphere the last two nights, in what is the entire thing that they had in those initial renderings. It's all sitting there: the lofts, the plaza, everything, and. And what you have in real life is still surpasses 
that unbelievable, the way it hits you in this unbelievable way when you first saw the renderings. It's even better than what they intended it to be, I think. And And, it's just incredible. And I grew up going to the old Duty Noble. You know, I'm 33, so I've been around, you know, 15, 20 years, remember, as a kid. And I was there when the Leftfield Lounge was there, and I know there was some skeptical folks about how the Leftfield Lounge was going to lay out and removing kind of the yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uniqueness to it. Right. They did nothing but enhance it. I agree. The way you, the way you can walk the field without mm-hmm. walking through muddy trails and uh, you can walk the entire perimeter of the outfield. You don't get in the way of people in their designated spaces. The lofts at night are it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it really the, the is. The loss adds so much to it that, and that was the one part I was like, we're going to put apartments in the outfield, you know, <laughs> kind of with a that, that question mark kind of, really? Yeah. And then you see it and you're like, it all makes sense. Someone has a lot better vision than I did when this came out. Yeah. But they, uh, Matt, they nailed it. it they is just, nailed it. Congratulations to the dogs. And uh, it's just a great time to be a really a Mississippi fan right now. There's a lot of good things going on. So it really I'm glad is. to see our state. I, I agree, our Walter. State doing this. Yep, I totally agree. Hey, and I appreciate your call. Call me anytime, okay? Thank, thank, thank you, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate Matt, that call from Walton. Where did they get the idea to put the apartments back there? I have no idea. That'd that be is an interesting great... conversation. Who would be the person who would be? Would that have been Scott? Scott. But see, Cohen, Scott, and John were acting in total concert in that whole thing from the envisioning what you what you conception would want to. Conception and everything else. Yeah. And see, at the point that, again, we're going back now three years ago when I was pulled into a room to be someone that they're we're going to bounce this off of him. Let's see how he reacts. You know, because they knew I'd shoot him straight. And I know those guys. And, and so, and I'm sure they did that with some others. John wasn't in the room that day, but they're acting in concert. So to get to the point that you actually have those renderings, again, this was in the earliest of the early stage of the renderings themselves so you're talking about at least a year or two ahead of that they had been working to get those renderings i've seen the rendering side by side with the photos yeah. i mean it's hard to tell them apart it's they nailed it it's, yeah i mean they, they, and see what happened it, okay so like when i'm in that room i say what's this big thing out there in left field that big building they say what's well, gonna be this that the other in apartments i said apartments and i kind of giggled what you talking about willis yeah <laughs> i got a giggle I'm like wait are people living there and so anyway uh john's certainly in on it i don't know where but i do know also that um they they have y'all have i'm drawing right now off the top of my head phone's ringing i'm drawing a blank on the name and i'm embarrassed but they have a very very successful and famous uh, alumnus who is an, an architect who has been in on renovations and building ballparks and all kinds of stuff in the major leagues for years. She was in on Camden Yards, designed it basically when they built that in for the Baltimore Orioles. She uh, designed so much of what they did at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm drawing a blank on her name. It's totally my fault. But they also consulted with her. And, and, uh, and of course, um, Weir Burner, the architect firm, which is a Mississippi company, and a lot of people here, they put that together. And and last night, the last two nights, was the culmination 
of that idea. When stuff like that happens, you know, you get this justification for your idea. But again, it's made because of the people. The structure itself, yeah, it's great, it's wonderful. But if there aren't 11, 12,000 people in there, we're not talking about it. It's The fans make it what it is. The fans made it what it was before. The fans are there because the team's good. It all goes back to Ron Polk putting good teams on the field and having success. And everybody took pride in it. Winning cures everything. Winning brings them to the park. It builds the following. It builds a tradition. It builds a crowds. And these are winning teams. So it's the opposite of the movie. If you come, they'll build <laughs> they'll it. They'll build it. Thank you. That's exactly right, Roger. John, on the Divinity Equipment phone, tell me her name, please. Her name, young lady's name is Janet Marie Smith. Janet Marie Smith. That's Smith. How did you forget that? I, I know. I knew it was, you know, the double name, but I thank you, John. Janet we went, Marie Smith. Uh, we grew up on the same street together and went through grade school, high school, and college together. Is that and right? right? She did Camden Yards, uh, Ballpark in Arlington. She did a renovation of the Rose Bowl, and now she's working with the uh, L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, really cool. John, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, buddy. Yeah. I, I haven't Marie heard of Smith. any of those. Do those parks have apartments out there? Apartments, no. In the major leagues, no. No, no not that I know of. This might, this might be unique. Well, it definitely is. Yeah. And it you can bet. Trust me, next year, this time, it might not be. Absolutely, Roger. You right. can absolutely bet with 100% certainty there will be something like it somewhere else very soon. It's the quickest way. It'll be hard way. to beat it, though. Well, it's the quickest way for so many of these schools to expand around their baseball stadium and actually utilize that real estate instead of just a, a parking lot out there. Yeah. Monetization, right. my favorite word. Hey, if you like this show, i got a nugget of information for you coming up. Stick around. I got a squeaky chair in here, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. This is my chair. It is so comfortable, though, I don't care. Need to get the hydraulics up a little bit. I think you bottomed it out. Did I? I'll let Chris Brooks worry about that. Jake may have it down there for his short little (laughs) Maybe. Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team staying connected to you around the clock because of C Spire. The number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer inspired at C Spire. So, several texts, several tweets, and a phone call to get to. First of all, a tweet. I am Radio Wyatt on Twitter. Shoop Dog says AutoZone Park in Memphis has apartments too. That's according to Shoop Dog on Twitter. Um, I'll let the stay and shoot. <laughs> There are bars on the windows. All right, uh, on the text line, several to get to. I'm going to get to those, but I want to. I want to, and I'm coming to the phone too. But I want to tell you all something first. All right, listen up. If you listen to this show, this is important information, and I've got plenty of time to remind you. I'll illustrate it this way. As we do the show live, if you listen in other parts of the state uh, via replay at night in Batesville or Vicksburg or surrounding areas, this won't affect you at all. Roger just hit a three-point shot in the studio. With an empty chicken box. It was a box of chicken. No chicken in it. Not anymore. (laughs) 
and he rung the trash can across over here to the corner. But as this show happens live in the mornings, 10 to noon, on The Zone in Jackson, it's kind of early for lunch. Although, Roger, I watched him. He took out the potato log. You know, you get the chicken and the potato logs. And Roger took out the potato log, squirted some ketchup on it, and it's a very efficient way to consume potato logs at 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was my leftover for breakfast. You know, we had a scramble around here this morning that's, trying to get some shows on the air. That's exactly right. Well, in two weeks from right now, well, not right now, in two weeks from today. That's right. Roger, you will not have to uh, worry about eating during the show while it happens live in the middle of the day. Because, frankly, everybody else is going to be eating, too. Because this show, the Matt Wyatt Show, live in the Farm Bureau studio, is moving from this time slot, the live time slot of 10 to noon, moving it back a few hours, and it will happen every day from noon to 2 p.m. Gridiron fans. Gridiron fans with... Do not be dismayed. Do not be dismayed, Gridiron fans, with Chris and Beave. Leave it to Beaver. Ben Martin has the Beaver. <laughs> uh, they are moving into this slot. We are switching time slots. They're moving up. We're moving back. The gridiron on 105.9 The Zone will move up to 10 to noon in the mornings. And this show with Matt and Roger, third person, thank you very much, We'll be moving back to 12 to 2. We're going to switch time slots. And it's one of those things we just got to talking and kicking it around. Uh, Chris and I both have things that we do, frankly, as a, that we do to make a living outside of you know our radio show each day. And those things, we got to talking, it benefits really both of us to do a little switcheroo here. And so that will happen starting on Monday the 24th. So on Monday the 24th, if you listen live... On the zone in Jackson, this time slot, 10 to noon, you'll be getting the gridiron going forward, and uh, you'll be getting me and Roger from 12 to 2 every day, beginning in two weeks. Chris and Beeb will get everybody warmed up for you. That's exactly right. That's right. So looking forward to that. If you listen elsewhere online or on demand, if you listen on uh, 100.5 WBLE in Batesville or 1077-1490 Talk radio in Vicksburg, WVBG, it will not affect you one bit. All right, so here, let's get into a couple things. First up, coming to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone, and then going to jump over to the text line. Caleb on the phone. What's up, Caleb? Hey, I had the privilege to last night for the first time, and it was a great Something we kicked around out there in the right field. Ole Miss. If Ole Miss can finish today, they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Yep. What about the potential for a governor's cup series for the national championship? Caleb, listen, and I'm not just saying this just to appease or patronize a Mississippi radio audience. Um, it's two. They're two of the best teams in the country. Okay. You know, we've already got one in Omaha. Um, I think you're about to get another. I think Ole Miss has a big advantage in that game this afternoon with their guy on the mound versus a number three for Arkansas who's got to somehow limit that Ole Miss offense and 
They are as hot on offense for the last, uh, you know, three weeks as anybody in the country, kind of hitting on their potential. I, I really believe that there is a legitimate, real chance that Ole Miss wins today, gets to Omaha, and on opposite sides of the bracket, those two make their way uh, in there. You know, I think just based on what you see, there's a lot of good teams. I think the biggest obstacles are going to be Florida State and Vanderbilt. Yeah. There's something special going on at Florida State. Um, they are not only are really, really good, but uh, they are they have put it all together, and they're playing for something that's a little bigger than just baseball, their coach. And Vanderbilt has the most talent because they have the most scholarships uh, because of some funky rule that the NCAA allows for them to have these needs-based scholarship things. And so they give out more money and more scholarships, so they got more players, more and better players. So I think those are the two biggest obstacles. But outside of those two, frankly, I got, you know, State's going to meet up against either North Carolina or Auburn in the first round of that um, College World Series. I think they beat either one of those. So I think you got a real shot at it, Caleb. And and if they do, if you get State and Ole Miss going at it for a national championship, I promise you they don't have enough seats at TD Ameritrade. <laughs> well, and that's the sport back home. I mean, because there's been a lot of folks there. If that happens, they can sell tickets if they want in the stadiums at State and Ole Miss and let people watch it on a video board. That's right. So well, it'll be a lot of fun. With the playoffs and things coming out the way it is, the likelihood of people playing coaching in football, it's not real likely. The potential would be there in basketball, but, you know, it's just something that I, I remember when I first took the playoffs in a few years ago, the state of Miss. Yeah. They've been in the side, no talking about it, but I think the likelihood is that's not going to happen in football. It's, it's, it but may be a while. It's happening both times. Yeah, it really would. Hey, Caleb, thank you for hanging on as long as you did, and I appreciate your phone call very much. All right. Um, coming up in a bit, we'll have, if everything goes according to plan, Jonathan McMillan from Divini Equipment right here in Madison. He's going to come hop in the studio. We're going to chat it up with J-Mac. You hear me, Jonathan? <laughs> I wonder if they sell uh, good Bluetooth units out there. I don't know. You need one? No, Caleb does. Get Caleb one. <laughs> um, yeah, next time, y'all, put that phone to your ear. We're struggling if, to hear you, brother. If you can, yeah. It always, it, sometimes it comes through a little garbly when you've got the Bluetooth going, but, hey, it's all right. We made it. All right, here we go. Text line, um, let me let me pick it up here because there's some I have not gotten to. We're talking about Monday songs. Fluffy Bottoms reminded us of Come Mondays. Oh, Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Be Come right. Monday. Mississippi guy. Yep. Kevin. What was that umpire thinking last night, jawing at McNamee, coming around first base there? Yeah, I honestly, um, I can't figure out what the umpire could possibly You look too happy to be here, son. I mean, I know he was celebrating, but he wasn't showing up the other team. And in that situation, just no back taunting, off. Right, right. I guess so. I mean, didn't make it right. He should have just let him go. At some point. Hey, and I got a text from a friend who's here listening in the uh, Jackson area. It says, was it a tater log or a JoJo? <laughs> uh, you know what? They call them JoJo's. Yeah. I, I wonder if tater tot. I don't know if I... Here's your answer. It was a JoJo. <laughs> that text was from my friend named Joe. Thank you, JoJo. It was a JoJo.
same thing. Stick around. Back. Let's see. Text line 885-ESPN. Unnamed texter says, next year will be a good grading year for Lamonis. This year he got a Cadillac with a V8 engine. But with what MSU is losing after this season, the engine goes to a V6. Can he turn that V6 into V8? Buddy? He got a hot rod Lincoln. Well, and he's got a bunch of parts coming back now, okay? You know, Tanner Allen, Foscue, Rowdy Jordan. Yeah, JT Ginn's coming. But you're losing Ethan Small, Jake Mangum, Cole Gordon, Dustin Skelton, Jared Liebelt, and on and on and on. McNamee, I mean, yes, it's going to be different next year. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. And with me in the Farm Bureau studio, go with the home team, is my man, Jonathan McMillan, from Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson, right here. The last time you all heard from him on the show, we were at Divinity. We Over there selling stuff. That's right. That's right. That's right. Did you get to go to the game? I know y'all were thinking I did about not. it. Yeah. No, I mean the times were you know eight o'clock. Yeah, it's late. I mean, I think. I mean, I tried to make it through the whole thing last night. I was asleep. You I know, have to admit, I was asleep. Once I said, "We got this." I, I was, yeah, yeah. You know, I stayed up for the whole thing. Um, knew I had to get up early this morning, and drive down here to mm-hmm. Jackson. So you know, my wife's like, "You need to get some sleep. Just get up and look." I'm like, "I, I can't do that." <laughs> there are very few things that would. You know, convinced me to stay up late and watch every bit of it, but that was one of them. It was good. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I mean, I, even though I went to sleep, and I admit I did go to sleep, <laughs> it was good. I was pumped, man. That was great. Great yeah. for state. Great for. And Ole Miss is playing today, which I, I know I just kind of walked in. We didn't really talk about and that, man. man I'm, I'm um, telling you, I think that Ole Miss got a great shot today because look, I know they've already beaten them once. Ole Miss has had so much success against Arkansas, so it's not going out of the limb at all to say they got a chance to win the game. They just put up 13 runs yesterday. It's just that Ole Miss's offense has been so hot. And so whoever they're facing today is going to be Arkansas's third guy. And I think – I can say this. I think if Arkansas wants to win it, they're going to have to do it by scoring a bunch of runs because Ole Miss is going to put up runs today. Yeah, which Arkansas is a good team. I mean, they can play, but I'm, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I, I, hey, two Mississippi teams, and you know, not, not going to jinx anybody. We're not, you know, hey, and let me ask you something. Good. You're a business owner, and you, you're in the kind of business where you know you got people coming in to your store to buy stuff. I've always heard, by the way, if you just tuned in, um, Jonathan is with Divinity Equipment in Madison. And then Jackson, Bruce and Jackson, Jonathan here in Madison, Divinity Equipment, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America, right here at home. They've been doing it better longer than anybody else. So I've always heard that when the teams are good and winning, fans are happy, people are happy, and they spend more money. That's what we think. That's what, that's what we like to hear. This yeah. is good. No, we have been busy. And I'll tell you, it has been uh, spring has been busy, and then followed by the summer, we've, we, we, we've stayed pretty steady here as of late. You know, you know so. and I wonder, too, I know up where I live, um, we, so had, I so, case. we had know? so yeah. much rain yeah. in the winter and spring. And I know this, like, it's kind of, you know, we had you know a couple of weeks without rain, and so the grass didn't pop as much the last couple of weeks. But there for a while, I was, like, mowing once every four days. Because, I mean, like, you'd mow, four days later, boom, it's back. Yeah. I mean, I've had to cut past 
two weeks. I usually try to let it let it stretch out a little bit, but now I'm having to cut cut my grass a lot here. And speaking of mowers, um, so I had the note from you last week about the deals. They're at the end of May mm-hmm. on the Red Max. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. That's my big thing. This so so this week. I'm not. I don't know if everybody. Which we're obviously Kubota dealer. Um, we sell a lot of brands. Red Max is one of our brands. Most of uh, the landscapers around Jackson, uh, professional guys, uh, that's what they run. Blowers, weed eaters, uh, yeah. top of the line, you know, handheld stuff. They came out with zero turns uh, a year ago. So we've been selling Red Max zero turns. Um, this will be the second season. Uh, solid machines, good units, but they've never done this before. Usually they do it one time a year where they give us allow us fleet prices. So for okay. the past three weeks, um, every Thursday and Friday, and this is the last week, but on Thursday, Friday – uh, that's the 20, the, yeah, 20% off, uh, red max commercial units. So you could literally like on the, the 52 inch machine that normally sells for like 64 99, you can pick that one up for 51 99. That's below my cost. So really? if you guys out there, if y'all are looking for a, for a, uh, I mean, a heck of a deal on lawnmower, that's it. You right. know, if you haven't bought anything yet, uh, we've had a ton of folks coming in, taking advantage of that. Uh, Thursday, Friday this week, this is, this is the, this is it. And it has to be sold Thursday or Friday. Okay. So. Yeah. So it's the end of the week. Correct. So you got a few days to kind of Correct. load up for that That's right. on your That's schedule. Right. That's right. Um, and, and I obviously, I mean, I know the difference in the in the words. You know, you got a commercial unit here or a residential unit here. But if you dive down into it, really, what is the difference? The size, the the well, width, or you know, everybody comes up and they'll they'll look. And and of course, you've got the home you know, the, the homeowner units, which it is what it is. If you've got a smaller yard, I mean, right. you, you know, the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the little small homeowner units, the ones that are right, you know, two thousand dollars because you got to store it somewhere. That's right. I mean, those are fine, and that's for a particular person. You know, the things we sell the same stuff the big box stores the stores will, um, but we provide service and parts. So right. that's that's your difference there. Um, but once you start stepping up into more of a mid-grade unit or more of a commercial unit, the engines are going to be more of a commercial engine. Uh, the pulleys, the pumps, the belts, uh, the spindles, uh, everything on it is just a little bit bigger. And that's the stuff you can't see. So, yeah, you pull up and you look, well, that, that mower looks just like that mower. Well, it, and why is it so much difference in the price? Well, it's the stuff you can't see from the pumps to the pulleys to the spindles to the engine. Yeah. That's what you've got to look at Yeah, so, you know, as far as zero turns go. Jonathan McMillan from uh, Davini Equipment. I almost said Jonathan Davini from McMillan Equipment. I get it. It's the other way. <laughs> right. It's the other way. Like Willy really right. Wonka said, scratch that, reverse it. Jonathan McMillan uh, from Davini Equipment in uh, Madison. You, you've grown up here your whole life. Um, you were an athlete in college, played at MC, um, probably played everything growing up. you got ki- kids who are athletes, and you, so you've been around it. And I, I've been here a long time, but not my whole life. You know, I grew up in Alabama. And I and frankly in Alabama a lot of people you know we love baseball but it's kind of a football state. Why do people in Mississippi make such a big deal out of baseball? Oh, man, Why do they we, love it so much? We I mean you know from from growing up from your Dixie youth days to the I mean heck my kids have been playing it since six seven so I mean you go out on any given ball field. I mean, from Vicksburg to Brandon to to heck, I mean, my kids will be actually we'll be in Tupelo this weekend. Or really? ne- next weekend, next weekend. For a so we're playing there. We're playing the state tournament, not this weekend, but next weekend. So they're hosting the state tournament. Absolutely. In have yes, you have we'll you been to those there. fields? I have not. It is really nice. So we, yeah, we'll Tupelo be is like, and there's there's a bunch of them, but like Oxford's got the big uh, baseball park up there. Uh, what is it called? FNC. Mm-hmm. We I, haven't been to the Oxford one. Okay, and it's it's a little newer, but. I um, we were in Zachary, Louisiana, a couple of weeks ago. That was a neat little place too, was right it? there outside of Baton Rouge. Yeah, Tupelo's facility is incredible. They've recently added 
fields in the last six, seven years that are like all turf, right. you know, fields. That's where next everybody's to going to. So, uh-huh. so, so if you, you know, Brandon, in fact, right here in town, you know, Brandon, they've done an outstanding job uh, right there by the amphitheater with the, with their fields, the quarry out there. Uh, infields turf. I mean, it's nice right across from the amphitheater. Okay. So that's the stuff that the cities that, that are investing in because you do mm. have so many teams and so many it's big business. Oh, oh it, it, absolutely, it's huge. Yeah. Vicksburg. Oh, that's those fields are sweet. Have I you mean, been, we, you've oh, been yeah. there? We played. That was the first tournament we played in. Like we played the first tournament that they had. Uh, it actually rained that weekend, so we're out there. Anywhere else. You're not playing baseball. Uh-huh. I mean, we're sitting there underneath the little, which I don't know how safe it was, lightning and thunder. <laughs> it's this metal little thing pouring down rain. But 20 minutes later, play ball. Play ball. They said that, that those fields, they can drain 14 inches of water an hour. Really? Amazing. Amazing. Um, so, years ago. But, the- yeah, we grew up, you know, Kosciuszko, Mississippi. And the, <laughs> so my brother was, we were talking about that little, you know. The, the, when, the, when you would run we out. I only think we had grass. I think you'd run out the shortstop. <laughs> yeah, right. And part of your pre-inning routine was picking up all the rocks yeah, and yeah, throwing yeah. them. That's so it. that when you got a ground ball, it didn't hit one of those rocks and take a funny hop. Yeah, there, you was, know? there, was, no, there was no manicured. It just, no. just showed up. And like I said, the, you know, we, we, I think I had a bat that was, I mean, my Lord, the bat I had yeah. was. I think my brothers used it 20 years prior. Sure. So now, we nowadays you have to go get the right. No, whenever even playing up until I was in high school, yeah, I never owned a bat. No, you just used the yeah whatever bat we had. <laughs> just give you one. Yeah, and then is is the team my, issued bat is my, a foreign concept to today's kids. Yeah, and and my wife makes fun of me now because I'm such a, I'm kind of a germaphobe. I, I know I don't look like it, but I'm kind of a little bit of a clean freak, a little bit. What do you but mean like you don't the, look like it? Well, yeah, 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 <laughs> I'm just saying. But but like the helmets. So we would share oh, helmets. Yeah. yeah. So now helmets. everybody did. So I wanted to make sure I didn't get the helmet. Buddy, I wanted to make sure I didn't get the helmet with the sweaty kid, you know, because you put the helmet on and you got dripping away. Yeah, the whole inside <laughs> yes, of it is the foam. Not yes. the sweaty kid, the smelly kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's that foam stuff, and he's been sweating in it, and you put it on your head for you're at bat, and it squishes around your <laughs> yes. ears and comes like, running out down my, your neck. That's not my sweat. <laughs> It's not exactly, my sweat. It's like the bad news bears, Roger. You would that, little league back in the day when we were kids, Jonathan. They'd tell you, "We're going to pick the teams and give out equipment on this Saturday at twelve. Make sure." So you'd show up, and you and you line up, and now you sit around. That's my team's turn. So you walk up to the equipment shed, and the, and Marge, you know, hands you a big bag, a mesh bag of about four helmets. There's one or two bats in there and catcher's gear. Yeah, the catcher's gear. That, yeah. It was probably reused from year after year because they had to turn it back in generally. Man, in 1985, the elastic on those shin guards of the catcher's gear. I caught, so I, I know all about it. They were me. no longer elastic. They were just flat ropes. No. You had to tie them on one side of your legs to get... You know, and you there was no running down to back up a throw at first base because if you did, your shin guards come flying. No, off. see, it's funny. My uh, when I growing up in Kosciuszko, the the umpire that would always umpire, he was one of the principals, but he pretty much said I caught the whole game because I'd miss him and they just hit him. You know, so it's like, <laughs> I didn't even need equipment. It's like it's good. Ah, uh, that's great, oh, Jonathan. Thanks for coming right, by. Yeah, absolutely, thanks, Matt. Jonathan yep. McMillan from Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, DiviniEquipment.com. And we'll let you call us on the Divinity phone. Coming up next, though, Jim Dunaway from Birmingham. He attended his first ever game at the New Dude on Saturday. He's going to tell us all about it. Little Dr. John, headed to the break. Rest his soul.
been a wrong time. My head is in a bad place. Who have the 